You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriters and screenwriting and everything to do with the film and television business. This is Jared Dean Winchester, and, you know, social media, especially for those in the filmmaking business, it does exist. There are websites that do offer this, and I believe I found one in particular, which I believe I signed up and looking to find out where we go from here. But um, is that really worth it, is what I'm trying to, you know, answer the question here is social media for filmmakers any different to social media in general I would have to say not much because you know just like any social media site or any social media platform the danger or the propensity for you, the member, to come across a troll, a possible troll, and have that troll create drama or that troll creating drama for you when you try to be as rational, as calm and cool and collective as possible is greater. So I don't know how much social media for filmmakers will help or if it has helped, but if it does help, then it's not going to last very long. So to give you an idea of what I'm talking about and why I'm somewhat against it, is because I have been a recipient of not only tantrums, but I have been called a eight-year-old keyboard warrior, which, as you can tell, that I am not. I don't sound like an eight-year-old. I'm not a keyboard warrior. What I normally do when I go onto social media website is I give people the benefit of the doubt. I want to understand their point of view. But if the other person doesn't want you to understand their point of view, there is no hope. But having said that, I have here a list from a website called News Daily or Life Daily or whatever they call it, Film Daily. Now, Film Daily has put together a list of the best social media platforms for filmmakers to, ne- to network. And I'm going to go over some of this. First one on the list is Shooting People. 
not literally, of course, but that's what the site is called. And it markets itself as the network for independent film. Now, what is this site about? Apparently, it connects thousands of film industry professionals, like filmmakers, actors, crew, technologists, I'm assuming cinematographers or technicians. But you have to wonder, given this site is all about soliciting advice and offering advice, you really have to wonder how much of that advice is taken for granted or how much of the advice is pure conjecture or pure misconceptions. Now, later in the episode, I will discuss one of the common misconceptions when talking about equipment. I put out a video on YouTube about this, so feel free to go check it out, under the channel The Story Dude. However, like I've been saying, you are not immune to debates, to dramas, and anything, you know, that pisses people off for a lack of a better description, or rather politically correct description. Second one on the list is Facebook. Okay, I'm going to have to friggin' laugh at that, because Facebook, more and more people are actually distrusting it, and it has become somewhat of a joke a soapbox, if you will, where people just tend to disagree with you and cause drama. And where people would call you out all sorts of names and will, quite frankly, lose their cool or have knee-jerk reactions and get all political about it. And one of the fundamental problems of social media sites like Facebook is the fact, yes, I said the fact, that if someone reports one of your comments or one of your posts, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. So basically what happens is the moderators just looks at that particular post or that particular reported comment and, quite frankly, finds you guilty of violating terms of service. They do not look at the entire conversation leading up to that comment. Because let's keep in mind that for every conversation, there is a starter. 
there is a starting point and the conversation leads up to something or somewhere. So just by looking at that one comment or that one post will not tell you what it is that the offending post is about. You can't even tell if that post is offensive, really offensive. I mean, you could call somebody an idiot, or you could call somebody a moron, or any other titles or names that makes that person less intelligent or, quite frankly, brain-dead, you could call that person out and that person would have a knee-jerk reaction and report your comment or post. I mean, such is the community. Such is the behavior. Such is the attitude of the person you are calling out. So that is not the way to do it. If you are going to find someone guilty of offending someone or being offensive or violating your terms of service, look at the entire conversation. There is a cause and effect. So enough said. Moving on down again is Movidm. That's spelled M-O-V-I-D-I-A-M. So what this is, this is set up by members from the BBC and Discovery Channel, and it's a social networking site with a clear-cut and incredibly helpful purpose. I haven't been on here, but I'm pretty sure it is somewhat helpful for job opportunities in people coming all over from 170 countries, I suppose. That's what it, it's being marketed as. Kickstarter. Hail to the no. This website is where people go to back a project or back a cause Hence the name. Now, given the name, Kickstarter, it's actually kickstarting a project. You have an idea, and you want some backing, and the people backing you up are actually kickstarting it for you. They're getting it underway. That's the idea. But I'm not exactly sure why this is on the list, but it is a crowdfunding website where people go to to fund their projects, to find backers for their projects. Down the list, mainly.com, I have used this. And I could see the potential, you know, where people go to to find jobs and opportunities and maybe some networking. But mostly it's for 
getting employment in the uh, film and television business. So that's, it's not technically a social media site, but it is sort of like LinkedIn, except for the part where you can't post articles, whereas in LinkedIn you can. Twitter, another social media site, which is a joke. I have to be friggin' honest. Because Twitter keeps banning people with controversial opinions. And any opinion that Twitter doesn't like, it either censors or bans that person. Facebook is pretty similar. And I would not be surprised if there are reports of other social media sites that do the same. Down the list again is Vimeo. Now, this is a platform where creators put up their work. It is not necessarily a social media site, but... It is a social media platform for video. People go to discover creative professionals like filmmakers. And quite frankly, this website is designed for people who are aspiring filmmakers, aspiring creators. That's what the site is designed for. It's not so much a social media site where you have conversations and discussions like on Facebook and on Twitter. Now, it's smaller than YouTube, given, but it's specifically targeted at professionals. And I can tell you, the quality of these videos is by far better than the ones on YouTube. And I am pretty sure that the quality of the videos in terms of the content quality is by far better than on YouTube. But unfortunately, people still gravitate towards YouTube. Zeus only knows why they still do that. They shouldn't be. If you're looking for decent films and other content, creative content, you really should be going to sites like Vimeo. Down the list again, we have another Indiegogo site, which is a uh, crowdfunding website. Again, it's another crowdfunding website, just like Kickstarter. Not exactly sure why this is here. It shouldn't be. Again, this is a crowdfunding website for Zeus's sake. For crying out loud. Okay. Down the list is Story Hunter, which is the website that I just recently signed up for. And I do believe this is worth checking out and it's worth your time and money registering for. If you are a professional and you want to network, 
I've checked it out, and I do believe something may come of it. Down the list again is stage 32, where you've got a community of 500,000 industries, apparently, industry figures, apparently, offering 1,000 hours of online education, which is kind of like lynda.com. And it's been marketed as lynda.com meets LinkedIn for film, television, and theater creatives. I can believe that, and it's worth checking. It is another good site, in my opinion, for you to consider if you're looking for social media platforms for filmmakers and anybody in the film and television business. Instagram would be the last, I believe. And I have Instagram, and this is where, it's not specifically for videos, but for photos. If you are a photographer, this is a great tool. This is a great social media tool for you as a photographer to get your work out there and be known. I myself am a follower of a couple of photographers on Instagram. And yes, it is a social media site, but it focuses more on the visuals rather than conversations like Facebook and tweets like Twitter, which is great. And with that being said, let's just take a break. What I'll do is after the break is come back and I am going to tell you that thing I said I was going to tell you, which is about the misconceptions of equipment in the filmmaking industry, the misconceptions when it comes to equipment in the filmmaking industry, what I've heard and what you should be hearing are two separate things. They don't tally. They don't match. And that is the topic of discussion after the break. Learn the craft of screenwriting with the guys at ScreenwritingU.com. They have free classes for you to test the waters, and then they have the Pro Series courses, which are the flagship of the Screenwriting U courses. The owner and founder is actually an expert in the industry, and you get to learn not only the craft of screenwriting, but also the business of screenwriting. So what are you waiting for? Inquire today at ScreenwritingU.com. That's ScreenwritingU with a capital U dot com. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Whales Productions, where your journey begins. Welcome back. Now... Before the break, I was talking to you about social media platforms specifically designed for filmmakers and anybody in 
the television film business, and I went through a list and I criticized, or rather I questioned, a few of the choices that the site listed, which is coming from filmdaily.co. If you want to go check it out, all you have to do is just Google social media sites for filmmakers, and it should be one of them that comes up, that gets listed in Google. Now, what I have talked about in my recent YouTube video that I just put out called The Question You Should Be Asking Yourself When It Comes to Camera Gear. You can go ahead and watch that. It's like an eight-minute long video, approximately. So where I discuss the most common misconceptions that I kept hearing when it came to camera gear and any gear used for filmmaking and content creation in the film and television business. And I'm just going to cover that right now. I'm just going to come out and I'm just going to put it out there for you. You see, there are idiots who believe that cameras, equipment is everything. It makes or breaks your content. Absolutely not true. Absolutely false. It is a fallacy, to say the least. Why is this? Simple. I'll give you a couple of examples here. That's like saying a uh, $600 hammer does a better job of hammering than a $6 hammer. Also, it's like saying a kitchen with all these gizmos and gadgets makes delicious food than the chef or the person cooking the food. Again, both these examples are false premises. They are fallacies, to say the least. However, the real story needs to be when you're going out and purchasing any camera gear, any gear, not just camera gear, but any gear, the question you need to ask yourself is how is this going to help me create what I want? How is this going to help me create better content? The answer is you are the only person who makes or breaks your content. It is the filmmaker who makes or breaks his film, not the equipment he uses. Likewise, it is the cook 
or the chef that makes or breaks the food being cooked. So it is the chef that determines whether or not the food being prepared and cooked tastes good or not, not the equipment being used to create that dish or to cook that food. And you really have to move away from focusing your energy on the specs, the technical specs, which look good on paper, they look great on paper, but if you yourself aren't that great in creating content, then having a $30,000 camera or a $3,000 camera, for that matter, won't make a difference. If you are a great creative professional, then that's debatable. Now, when I was going to film school, the hype or the talk of the industry was how Canon's new 5D Mark II or the new 5D offering, because at that time, the 5D Mark III was made available. It was darn expensive. It was full frame, to say the least. And everybody was saying, you have to film with the 5D Mark two or three, otherwise you are not a professional filmmaker. B.S. Again, I regurgitate, it is you, the filmmaker, that makes or breaks your film, not the equipment you are using. You have to be applying the principles of filmmaking to make it work. It is the equipment, it's just the tool that is helping you make that film along with the principles of lighting and cinematography. There are contributing factors that are helping you make your film. Your vision is also a key factor. And also, when it comes to the specs, now I've also heard some people say, oh, you gotta make your films using the 5D Mark III because it's full frame, shallow depth of field, yada, 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 all those arguments. No. It's the principles of filmmaking that you apply that makes a difference. Yes, 
having a full frame camera lets in more light. Having a camera with a full frame image sensor lets in more light. There is truth to that. But it is not the reason you should get it. Because one of the other misconceptions went the full frame camera will give you a shallower depth of field. No. It is how much light you let in through the manipulation of aperture. So if you open your aperture wide enough to let in even more light, that determines the shallower depth of field, not the sensor. All the sensor does is it's capturing more of the image and allowing the camera to not require as much light to come in as a crop sensor body. So, lesson of the day. It is not the equipment that makes or breaks your content as a creative professional. It is you, the creative professional yourself, that makes or breaks your content. Your content has to be great. doesn't matter if you're using an expensive camera or a cheap camera to make your content. At the end of the day, your audience is more focused on the content. And as the saying goes, content is king. I repeat, content is king. So, I've rambled on for a while now. So, with that being said, this is Jared Dean Winchester. You have been listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude. Thank you for listening. And until I see you again, don't forget to turn that page.